surf not. Welcome to Surf Not, baby. It's your host, The Grinch. And with me, as always, my co-host, Trenton Pockets Phillips. Catch me in front of a gas station. I'll be selling hot tamales. You feel me? And our ever-loving producer, Tyler Taint Baker. Glad to see you guys again. Hey, it's been a minute. I did meet up with Grinch. Um, a few days ago, me, him, and E-Dagger went to meet up halfway for coffee at a gas station, and honestly, we ended up just slap boxing and wrestling in front of it for an hour, and then we went our separate ways. You guys live it such was, a charmed life. It was glorious. And on, and on the ride home, Ethan literally goes, Dad, is that how you guys just hung out in the 90s? So much better. <laughs> <laughs> It was. Yeah, man. We didn't check our phones once. There were no waves. We just ate gas station breakfast and slapped curbs. And just, yeah, we would just beat the crap out of each other. I'm pretty sure the people working there thought we were psychos. <laughs> there was definitely a lady who pulled up in her Mercedes, got out, and we were like in front of the main entrance, and she went all the way around to the side entrance oh, up you, the other side. You guys are terrifying. Well, and we're all we're all wrestling, and honestly, like Ethan right now looks like a '70s biker, and we're we're just wrestling and slapping each other and just having a good time. Why man. does he look like and a '70s biker? He's got these big sideburns, man. It looks awesome. Oh man, it's like his daddy. He's got these, uh, he's got these mean sideburns and this long hair, man. He looks cool. He he is mean looking with the sideburns. They are. They are bushy, his sideburns. Did you help so, him trim those up? Uh, speaking of scary 70s bikers, no, uh, Taint, I, I, my understanding is is that we have some very interesting uh, voicemail coming in from fans of the show. Wait, someone finally called the Surf Knot hotline? We, we do the get messages. We do. We get messages. Uh, we got, you know, you go on our Instagram, you can get at us and we got emails and all that stuff. And so, I, you know, I don't read a lot of these. Sometimes they're just like people chiming in saying, hey, listen to the show. But now I think we got our first celebrity one and it's weird. That's a little, right. that's a little, we'll see. Go ahead and play it for us and the folks at home and then we <clears throat> will respond in kind. Well, it's, it's, this is, uh, I think you guys are going to like this. The quality is really good. I don't know how, how long he's been listening to the show, but he already has beef. So check this out. You surf not what up? Strong maybe himself, Jonah Hill, and I'm pissed, guys. Why have you been running your mouths? Chris, you burned me at Malibu, and that's what led to my girl dumping me. Trent, man, you're a knucklehead, bro. Give a flip, you have a purple belt. Shissy stuff, my dude. If I catch you in real life, I'm gonna drag your ass to the cage. And taint, uh, your tattoos suck and you're not funny. Don't come to Los Angeles because we are full up on jerks. If not, my lawyer's all over getting this podcast shut down. So I wouldn't quit your day jobs, boys. Jonah Hill out. Oh, I don't even, uh, I'm about to bust that boy up. I don't even know how to respond. Trent, you were, I mean, for, for number one, number one, me burning you has nothing to do 
with your chick leaving. I have burned hundreds of people Dude. who and their chick never left them before. That's on you, Mr. Hill. Have some responsibility. All right, man, let me say this. Everyone's harping on him right now because of your little text message. Everyone's harping on you because your text messages or whatever, dude. I hated you long before that because you're a poser, man. You're a kook, dude. Just accept it. Just go back. Look, you want to surf? Just go surf, man. But you know what? Step up to the gym any day of the week. I'll wear your silly little pajamas and we'll throw down, bro. Yeah, Steve, let's get it. What's this deal about his beef with you not wearing a gi? Like, that he thinks that he can beat you if you put one on? Yeah, right, bro. I'll he'll hook him in the gi, dude. I don't care, dude. You think that chick broke your heart? I'm going to rip it out and show it to you, you freaking goober. Come on. Super bad messed up calling you out. Hey, super bad at messing up, calling me out. What a klutz. This is, or whatever this is, that stupid movie's this, called. This is my challenge to you. All right, this is my challenge to you, buddy. All right, all right? Me and you, a heat. You name the wave. We will surf in heat. And you can pick your celebrity judges. Then after the heat is over, we go directly to the gym of your choice. Your choice. There will be no guard pulling in the gi. And Trent will choke you unconscious. Then, then we go to the comedy store. Wake you, you up. Versus, you versus Taint. Two minutes stand up. We the whole surf knot versus you, my friend. And Chris, and let wait. me say this: If you think you're funnier than Taint, you clearly have not seen Middleman. Case in point. Yeah, Four, man. Ten, five. Chris, do you do you even remember dropping in on him at Malibu? I I remember him being out there and him being on some so kind of in on everybody. so many people at this yeah. point. It's impossible That's, to keep track. It's collateral it damage. Soft top or or a hull. He's probably it was probably on some kind of hull or something. And and uh I definitely I definitely burned him. I mean I'm um if he's accusing me of it, I did it. You know, I don't mind being accused of burning him, but you know, his relationship is his responsibility, not mine. Hey, let me say this. The only thing worse than Jonah Hill being Jonah Hill and kind of the whole culture vulture thing is all the people that hopped on the coattails trying to get a piece of the action whenever he jumped in the surf sphere. Shame on y'all, man. Yep, Have shame. some integrity. You Have wanted to be best phone. friends with him. Oh, I kissed your little yeah. feet. Oh, hey. Let me give you this surfboard. Oh, please be my friend. Nah, man, freaking let him figure it out on his own. Have a little backbone. He needs us more than we need him, dude. Exactly. I'd rather see Action Bronson ripping any day on a soft top than Jonah Hill. Action Bronson is the best dang boogie boarder this side of the Mississippi. He's an East Coast dude. We're claiming Action Bronson. He rides Hyperflex wetsuits. He's our boy. Action Bronson. For Surf Not President 2024. Absolutely. I would personally invite Action Bronson to be one of the judges for the surf heat. I will surf against Jonah Hill and to be one of the judges for that. And this is my thing, too. The jiu-jitsu match, sub only. There, there will be no sub point. Only. There will, there be, will no be no point. point. It's a winner take all. Right. all. Why would he do yeah. this? It's just because of the stuff going on with his girlfriend. He's all looking for anybody talking trash. Hey, man, you know, I think he's just uh, he's just the kid that wasn't the cool kid. He was, you know, the chubby, funny guy, and he doesn't know how to how to handle it. This is the, probably the first girlfriend he's ever had. It didn't go well.
<laughs> didn't go well for him. And honestly, that chick, she's not good at surfing at all. No, she's, she's not. not very she's good. not good. She's not good. She's bad. She's bad at surfing. <laughs> she shouldn't be teaching people. No. Can we? Can we? Absolutely can we, not. Can we talk about something? Because that that goes right along with what I want to talk about. Okay. If we we've done many many times on the knot that if you're gonna give surf lessons, there should be a modicum, a level to which you can surf. So what do you guys think? If you're gonna give a longboard surf lesson, what is the bare minimum requirement that you should have in your own surfing before you're out there getting paid hundreds of dollars an hour to give these lessons and in a crowded lineup? What, what is the minimum, bare minimum qualification? Question. What is the age of the students? Yep. And are we at a popular break or are we at a random street? Okay. The age of the students is between 10 and 16. We are in a populated spot. Um, and this person is a beginner. Now, the surfing, what I'm specifically asking is what level of surfing should the surf instructor have? before they take responsibility for this person and quote-unquote teaching them to surf? Just a little bit. Between 10 and 16, you shouldn't be taking lessons. You should be just out there figuring it exactly. out. Exactly. Before that... Case in just, point. Uh, before that, Chris, I really think that you just should be like kind of an entry-level surfer. If you can ride the line... And there you go. I'd say that. Do it off, if you can ride the line and do an off-the-lip... You can teach beginners how to catch waves if they're like under the age of 12. After that, you're on your own, you figure it out, and you be respectful to the older dudes and the heavier dudes. And you know what? Then the heavier and older dudes will impart knowledge upon you. And that's part of the system. And that's the way it's been since the freaking 20s. Because this is the thing that I will say, okay? I noticed surf instructors who, are at a very high level of surfing themselves, right? Like your Alex Zapones, right? That dude rips. He rips on all different kinds of surf craft. So when he take, when I see him giving surf lessons, he takes them to less crowded breaks. He teaches, yeah. does all those things. But there are some folks in and around Northeast Florida who they can barely surf themselves, paddle out to crowded spots and just start telling people to have at it. They're not even pushing these people into waves. They're like, paddle, paddle, paddle. And if you dare say something to them, they look at you like you've committed some sort of abomination, some sort of crime. Yeah, I think people are just way too entitled. And it's, I don't know, if you throw all the etiquette out the window, then it's just chaos. And it's not fun for anybody. It's not, and people, I, get, I know, people drowned out there, too. At a certain point, like, yeah. this is dangerous. Exactly. Go to a random street away from people. And look, dude, if you don't know how to do something, don't be an instructor. And honestly, it's like, go up to the people learning, be like, hey, this person has no idea what they're talking about. And they're going to get you either hurt or in trouble or beat up. I had a dude, I was pulling up to the polls. And it wasn't a, a super good day. But it was it was an all right day, and um, I'm changing. I'm about to get my board out. I see this dude pull out this brand new soft top, 
and he starts asking me he's like hey man how is it right here i'm brand new i don't know what to do i go man let me tell you this is the most popular spot there's another spot a few blocks over if you go there it'll probably be easier for you just because you won't have the added stress of dealing with people that's and i've said it absolutely correct Dude, time and time again, I was like, would you rather learn how to drive on a speedway during the Daytona 500 or in an empty parking lot? And he was super cool. I was like, man, I don't want to sound like I'm like, don't surf here. But if you want to have an enjoyable time and actually have the space and environment that's way better to learn so that you'll actually learn faster go to this spot over here that no one ever goes to and you'll have all the time to yourself because guess what? The difference in wave between that spot and this spot, you're not going to know the difference of you're just no. trying to catch a wave and go straight. Yeah. Well, I have this conversation with a couple of folks. So one thing that I've seen happening this summer more than any other summer is, and it's not just one surf shop, it, it's several surf shops. And this is less of a coming at them really hard and more of a public service announcement. Hey, guys, be cool. So we're, we're rolling up to the spot, and there's a bunch of people. I'm talking eight, nine beginners, all adults, between the ages of 20 and 25, I would say. And they paddle out right to the middle where we're all sitting. And you could tell they were trying not to be in the way, but they were like – paddling for the same waves as everybody else and they were falling and there were boards everywhere and they were all going on the same way together and like some of them could surf a little bit so just getting to talking to them i was like you know where are you guys from and they were from a landlocked state and i said hey you guys all have the same soft boards are they rentals and they said yes then they said well we rented them all from this one place and the next thing they said is that the the employees of said place told them all to go to this break because it's the only place where there's waves. That's, yeah. All right, surf shop employees, public service announcement. If they're beginners, it doesn't matter if they're waves. They just wanna get out in the water and say they went surfing. Don't send them to the spot, the only spot where there's waves, because there's not enough to go around. There's really not. And, if I have to deal with it, I will take that out tenfold on your head. You're the one with the dirty hands. And also, man, listen, leave a little mystery. Have something for people to find. Even if they're yeah. really into it, they will surf there one day. Send them to nowhere. Yeah. Send them down I, the street. I also think um, that the one way to avoid this type of thing is to hire people who actually surf to work in your surf shop because if you have a must who don't surf or who don't understand the culture they're going to do that thinking oh i'm being super friendly and i'm being super cool which there was no malice behind it but if they actually surf they're going to go you know what if i send them to this spot it's going to alienate all of the folks that I surf with. So I think one thing is hire surfers to work at surf shops. The surf shop is supposed to be the hub of the community. 
you can't have a hub of the community if you have people working there that are not in said community. They're, how are you guys supposed to sell someone a board? You're going to put them on the wrong board. You're going to put them on the wrong fin. And they're going to be like, man, dude, th that, those people had no idea what they were talking about. They suggested this fin and it sucked. And then when you get someone in there that knows what they're talking about, it's like, hey, tell me the difference between this board and this board. What are you going to do? You're going to look dumbfounded. It's a little you're, maddening. What are you going to try to make make something up on the spot and sound like an idiot? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to sound stupid. But they, they were. it's so maddening because they were halfway there to being good. You know, they gave them the right board. They sent them out to surf. They went and surfed. They just sent them to the wrong spot, and it undid wrong all the good spot. stuff. Well, and I have to say that this is not just one surf shop who's doing this. Like, I've heard it from multiple different folks from multiple different shops and again i don't think there's malice in it like when i burned our special guest at malibu i don't think there's malice in it i think that they just don't quite understand so educating so sh shop owners educating their employees would be a very good thing as well yeah, yeah we can't keep we can't keep going on with everyone just being completely ignorant to everything you know what I mean? It's kind of like a lot of these people are getting fooled by a lot of these boards getting made by these backyard people, which is the next thing I want to talk about. Like, dude, these Ryan Birch boards don't look that good. They look lumpy. A lot of these popular boards are lumpy. And then I saw some dude post a thing that's like talking about, well, my board's this, my board's that. Dude's probably made about like 200 boards or so. And I'm like, man, you make probably a board a month and you probably spend about four hours shaping the thing and then send it to a glasser to clean it up and glass it yeah man there's production guys out there doing shaping eight boards a day and then glassing them themselves driving them to shops stocking shops like production guys and the free time guys Look, free time guys, I'm not saying all the free time guys' boards are bad, but yeah, of course you're going to have a decent looking board if you have all the time in the world to spend on it. Call me whenever you're pumping out freaking like 20 boards a month, dude. Start to finish. The first step, Trent. It's the first step in you know, yeah, your, your shaping journey. Get off the gram. Get off the gram about it. Yeah, Trent and I, I both. Trent and I both ride for production dudes who do, you know, 20, 30 boards a month are in multiple shops are just cranking. You know what I mean? And there is, and you know what? They're not, the they're not bragging about it. Talking no. about like all of our boards are, blah, blah. you know why? Cause they don't have time to, cause they got freaking boards to make. If and these I, dudes want to start somewhere, get into these shops and apprentice. That's what I'm saying is like both the dudes, like tone, uh, uh, Ken and Tony, they both apprenticed. You know what I mean? They both yep. had to learn how to glass and learn how to sand and well, you, learn the whole thing. You and can I get a, a job. You don't even have to do it for free. You can actually like just make money off working for somebody else. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think up. a lot of people don't want to apprentice these days. You know, they don't. They well, don't want. Everyone, everyone wants clout. Everyone's just clout chasing, just like everyone wanted to freaking. Oh, Jonah, come surf with us. Oh, freaking. Yeah, this is the top of Malibu. Come up here. Oh, come here, dude. Oh, sick. It's so sick that you surf now, dude. 
Just like these people that are like, oh, look at my board. This is my new board brand. Look at my board brand. I have T-shirts ordered already. And it's like, dude, stop trying to get clicks for a second and maybe care about what you're doing in the long run. I mean, a lot of these dudes just like, I don't know, got good enough jobs where if it fails, it's no big deal. But guess what, dude? For dudes like Tony and Ken, it does matter if it fails, you know? So freaking maybe show some respect to the dudes that like actually grind out that life. Maybe show some respect to the dudes that are in the factory right now whenever it's freaking like over 100 degrees and they got no AC and they're just cranking out boards so that you can go surfing. Well, and speaking of, I saw uh, literally right before we did the show, I saw a new board and a design element that I want to talk to because we haven't done. um, It's stupid and I hate it. I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is. We haven't done Is This a Gimmick Yet? We haven't done it. What so is Trent, the, okay. I'm going to say the surfer's name, and before you start yelling that it's a gimmick, just hear me all the way out, okay? Okay. Look this thing out. What is it? All right. So I just saw on Skin Dog Surfboards, Ben Skinner, and he has started shaping a nose rider where he's scooping the tail, but instead of one scoop in the tail, like I've seen Ken do a lot, he is scooping the tail on either side of the stringer. And he's saying that it's forcing the water in the right direction and it's the best feeling he's ever had. Now, when I looked at it, for me personally, I'm like, there's no way that that feels any different than just a regular scooped out tail. What do you guys think? Real who, or is, who is this? Ben Skinner, Skin Dog Surfboards. I think it's honestly just, it just sounds like a lot of drag. Just like the people that put too much scoop in tails and the people that put too much scoop under the nose, like it just sounds like a lot of drag. Why do you not want to go fast? Well, when Ken, go fast. When Ken scoops out the tails on my boards, especially on uh, a pintail, it's for me, it's got nothing to do with nose riding. It's got everything to do with that's where I put the ball of my foot when I do a drop knee turn. And it just gives me that extra little crank off of it and it feels really good in that way so to me mine, it's not doesn't have, mine doesn't have the scoop out of the deck mine's foiled from the bottom so but yeah same thing like it's not for nose riding but skin dog seems like i don't know dude that just sounds like drag it's forcing water down on the tail i want to see this thing but i don't see it i where is it on his instagram chris yeah skin dog surfboards okay I'm gonna find this. Doesn't he doesn't he ride pop outs anyways? Yeah, he. Well, I see thunder thunderbolt. Yeah, it's a pop out. So who cares? Well, it's a gimmick already. It's a gimmick on top of a gimmick. We're double gimmicking. <laughs> We're double gimmicking now. He definitely is a shaper. I mean, he definitely shapes the boards. And yeah, then... but he shapes he shapes one. Yeah, or gives the shaper to shape one, and then mass produces it. Which sucks for that shaper because frig, dude, we're only going to pay for the one later. Well, they get paid a The right. rest are made by tiny little Chinese hands. Those are made in Japan. Tiny little Japanese hands. Well, either way, it takes it takes production out of. He's in England. Like it takes production out of people who would make a living wage. And to me, I'm and I've always been this way. Surfers should buy craft from people in their community. You live in the South Bay, buy a Tyler Hedzikian, buy a Chris Hall. You live in Jacksonville, get a clean ocean. You live in St. Augustine, 
Ken White surfboards. Warriors. Yeah, surfboards. I really just, I just really don't like the whole overseas thing, man. I just, you know, a lot of people are this, this making a decent terrible. But it's just like, dude, right, Tank? How it just feels like turning your back on the industry, you know? I'm all for putting some cool contours in a board every now and then, but. Don't make it a name. Don't give it a gimmick. This is. Stupid. I feel like that's never. People put like five thousand channels in the bottom of a single fin. Yeah. It's just like, come on, dude. dude why? Why? Ask, why? Ask any old surfer. They like had all these weird things they wanted to do in their kids. They got over it and they miled out. They chilled out on their design. Well, here's the funny thing. Back in the day, they were doing all these weird things because they they didn't know what exactly. worked and what didn't. And they were trying to make boards actually work, but now we know what works. Right. So there's no need to do this wacky crap just no. because it looked funky. And and sure, like, like have a different design and evolve. Like try something weird every night, but don't give it like a name you're gonna recreate on a bunch of boards. That's garbage. Yeah, but that's silly. The whole thing reminds me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because in the late '80s, the original Ninja Turtle toys with the squishy heads. They were super, super rad. And then they couldn't sell as many Ninja Turtle toys. So it started being like basketball player Ninja Turtles and pizza shooting out of their back Ninja Turtles and dressed like a rhinoceros Ninja Turtles. And I think at some point you're just making new gimmicks in order to sell more product, which I'm okay with. But it again, I don't know if there's a lot of function to some of these things. And I just want to be like Panamero. On your side, news channel ten. Surfboards, yeah. especially surfboards, work or they don't work. You know what I mean? Like, too many people embrace this. It doesn't not work. It's yeah. like no, it's bogging, and you're stuck behind the curl, and it just sort of doesn't do anything. It's not doing anything. Yeah, I, it is not. I had this old guy work for me, and I'd always be like, "Oh, Gordon, will you put this on the board? Will you do this?" And he'd just always be like, "Ah, kiddo, we already did that." And at yeah. the time, I was like, "I don't care. I want you to do it." But and he would reluctantly do it, and then you know later on, I'd be like, "I kind of don't like this anymore." Yeah, it's like, oh man, he was you, right. This we sucks. all we all get over our own little like BS little thoughts, and then we like simmer down a little bit. Yeah, we always think like, oh, I know, dude, this is going to work because I saw a photo of an Al Nose board. Right. Freaking. And that's the secret. I'd like, I'd like yeah, to that's do, the secret. I'd like to do this list for our surrounding areas and possibly our listeners besides my grandma and Trent's grandma. So if, if you live in Northeast Florida, no matter where you live in your local community, there's a lot of really good production level. Yeah, there's an Instagram for it. It's called Florida Board Builders. Yeah, okay, but here's and what they, I'm saying. They shout out everyone in Florida that handshapes boards. Here's what I'm saying. This would be this would be my list. Before you walk into Surf Station and buy a Firewire for 30% off because they can afford to do that because they don't actually pay a living wage to the people Dude, that build. You just sold you just sold like five Firewires just now. You did. So, that's fine. So, here's 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 that's not fine. A bad Grinch. So if you live in Jacksonville, you know that we're fans of clean ocean surfboards. If you live in St. Augustine, you know that we're fans of Ken White surfboards. In Daytona, you got rival surfboards. Yeah. In Cocoa Beach, you got Mayo, you got Chris Birch, you got Ricky Carroll. Peninsula you Holding Company. 
Peninsula Holding Company. Throwback. On the business anymore. I know. I'm just saying, find one of those old shapes. I actually have one in my shed. Second one ever made. That's um, wild. Uh, they're on the, out, on the they're out there, coast, man. It's not that hard west, to find. On the west coast of Florida, gum surfboards. Yep. Yep. So I'm saying, like, please, listeners, do your research. Nielsen surfboard. There's so many. I, I know I'm leaving people out, and I'm not trying to. But I think, dude, Thunderbolt, Nielsen's retired. Firewire, all those things. There isn't yeah, a re- that he was gonna retire when Saxon left, and then like a month later, he's like, "Check out my new these new boards are shaped." Yeah, <laughs> like, he can't, he can't just, Yeah, he can't do it full full bore. He got on the sailboat, went around for three or four months, and yeah, I think he was just a little bummed that he lost his his the 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 money mover. Could be. Hey. I don't blame him, but at the same time, Saxon's doing great, and I love Saxon, and I'm proud of him. Really and those good. boards, Ryan, look re- those Thomases do look really good. Oh, those are amazing. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm not a fan of the Thomases, but Saxon is so good. I think anything under his feet is going to look good. I would definitely say that Saxon is probably the best longboarder in Florida right now. Definitely second best, dude. I'm the second best surfer in the world. <laughs> well, you don't have 11 titles like Kelly. You don't have I'm any. The second, like... I'm the second best longboarder in the world. Dude. You didn't know that? Behind John Hill. We know. No, so, no. Behind Bongo Perkins is the best. Oh, okay. Uh, Bongo Perkins. It's arguably, I know that Trent's going to say this is wrong. Arguably, Bongo Perkins is the greatest longboarder of all time. And there's an argument to be made for that. Hey, honestly, though, Bongo Perkins is sick, though, dude. Oh, Bongo Perkins is sick. Big floaters up the so sick. Yeah. And I think it's funny that we hate frog logging, but, like, Bongo gets a pass, dude. Well, Bongo gets a pass. That dude will punch us. That's the man, dude. Yo, this right, this well, episode dedicated to Bonga Perkins. For sure. Straight up. Here, here's what we've learned today on the Surf Knot. Number one, don't ride a high pro unless you're Bonga Perkins. 